Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 4 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Throughout this season, I'm going to be talking about new movie releases, topics relating to the new releases, and fun random topics pertaining to movies. Today, I'm here with my friend Luke, and we're here to talk about the Loki season premiere. How's it going, Luke? Doing pretty good, man. I was really excited for this show. Yeah, man, me too. Um, This is actually a TV show that I was kind of skeptical about for a while until I saw the trailer, because, you know... And Infinity War, Loki was a character where I was like, they killed him off in a way that I thought made for a really nice arc for his character because he finally like embraced the good side. And I was like, I really don't want them to bring him back because he's always been like faking his death for so long. And now I'm like, I saw the TV show and I was like, you know, uh, I heard about it. Uh, I go, y- you know, I'm not entirely sure if this is the right move for Loki. <laughs> but then the trailer comes out and I was like, this is awesome. So... What about you? Is that kind of your experience with your anticipation for the show, or is it different? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to death in the MCU, it's never final. Yeah. And after watching Infinity War, I thought that was going to be, you know, final for Loki. But then after, you know, seeing Endgame, you're like, well, I guess they're bringing him back already, just in a different way. Yeah. So uh, I guess in comparison to the other MCU shows, how excited were you for Loki compared to maybe the ones we've already gotten or the ones we haven't gotten yet. I'm probably going to say for my ranking for those three, I was probably going with WandaVision, Loki, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. And after seeing all three of them now as first episodes, I'm going to have to say Loki's probably the most intriguing in my opinion. Okay. Like there's a lot of open ends and there's really no way this show can go. Marvel, I mean, WandaVision and uh, Falcon. I mean, you could kind of guess where they're going with it because they kind of pick up right off of Endgame. Right. And and this does as well, but this one opens up a whole new world and ideology and what Loki is as a character because you never see enough of Loki. Right. Yeah. I would probably say, well, my most anticipated MCU show is Moon Knight. Like, without a doubt, Moon Knight is like at the top of that list for me. But I would have put Loki towards the bottom had I not seen the trailer. But then watching the trailer, it easily jumped up to, like, number two or three for me. Because I was like, this looks really interesting. The TVA is an idea in the Marvel world that really interests me. So I was curious to see what this show is all about. So uh, before we get started, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. You can follow the McNeil Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know your thoughts on the Loki season premiere. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulliken Letterboxd where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil Friends podcast on Twitter. Lastly, you can find the McNeil Friends podcast on Patreon. Support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. 
All this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com, and you can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. So, Luke, right off the bat, we're going to just jump into our general thoughts here about the first episode of Loki. So, did you like it? Did you think it was all right? Did you hate it? What? Where do you stand with the Loki season premiere? You know, I was kind of iffy-washy about it, but I'm going to still say that I like it because I like this whole new concept they brought in with the TVA. Yeah. Because, I mean, every, every person has a role in the MCU, and right. you know that there's timekeepers watching the timeline. I mean, there's, there's got to be. There's got to be someone watching all these events going down. And now that he's broken out of this normality for their timeline, he's brought into a whole new world of these, I'm going to say, time police. Yeah. And now he's realizes, I guess, how insignificant he really is in yeah. the scheme of things. Like, he's a god on Earth in Asgard, but in this place, he's just Joe, a normal Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting view on it. I I uh I really enjoyed it. It's I couldn't like give it a score out of 10 at this point cuz we're only one episode in, so I don't really know where the other 5 are going. But I do agree with what you're saying. It was like a character study of who Loki was, and we had never really seen that before. We just always knew he was kind of this uh, you know, trickster um kind of a villain at times, but also kind of an anti-hero. It just kind of depended on the story. Um, and he, you know, kind of moved back and forth between those two roles. And uh, you really got to see him, you know, um, reflect on himself and the things that he has done and the things that he is going to do. Or uh, especially because, you know, the TVA gave him that opportunity. You're like, this is what you're going to do. Because this is a Loki. Um, the thing that's interesting about this TV show is it, yes, it picks up from Endgame. But it's when the uh, the Avengers go back in time to 2012 of the events of the first Avengers, and it's that Loki. So it's that Loki in the TVA. We're not. It's not the Loki that we saw in Infinity War. So this is Loki from like four movies back. Yeah, this know? is Loki with intent to kill still. Yes, and so it's interesting to see that Loki reflect on you know who he is. And what his values are and things like that. So I found that to be really interesting. And you, this is the first time you also see uh, Loki cry, show any emotion besides, you know, malice intent. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got to see new sides of Loki, and I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, so in comparison to other first episodes with WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which TV show do you think did the best job of? you know, I guess setting up the story, um, you know, kind of exploring the characters, providing some intrigue, which character or which TV show do you think did the best there? You know, I'm still going to stick with WandaVision okay. and say their first episode was just on the mark because you talk about just completely baffled. Like I knew what was going on yet. I didn't know this background info. like, who are these people? What is, what are they trying to do? Yeah. And that show still has got me hooked on it being number one okay um i might differ a little bit i think i i honestly don't remember what i said about falcon and the winter soldier when i did the very first like season premiere episode i don't remember if i said i thought the falcon and the winter soldier season premiere was better than wandavision or not at this point what i would say just you know having the time to reflect on both of the two shows i would say wandavision did a better job of um you know setting up 
the intrigue and kind of the mystery of where the story is going. But if you want to compare WandaVision to Loki, I would probably give it a Loki, I think, because um, I think the, the difference for me is that WandaVision provided mystery and intrigue, yes, but it didn't necessarily uh, tell you where it's going, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Loki kind of gave you some room to work with there. Like, we got to learn about the TVA. We kind of we got to learn about... It seems like Loki himself is going to be the villain. It's like Loki versus Loki is what it seems like. So, Doppelgangers. Um, yeah, so it's like uh, you kind of you can see where the threat is. You know what's at stake, and you know you got to really learn about the characters. So I think I would have to. I think I might have to say Loki. Uh, we'll see where I stand in like two months because maybe maybe there's some recency bias here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but we uh, just saw it. Right? Yeah. Like we like literally just stopped watching it and set up and hit record. So that's basically what's happening here. So our our minds are very fresh on Loki, obviously. So. Um, but yeah, I would probably have to to give it to Loki. Um, one of the uh, speaking of the, the comparison of WandaVision and Loki, I think one of the things that's kind of interesting is that they both have a very unique aesthetic to it. Like Loki, obviously, is set in this TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and it's like this um, very unique kind of quirky visual style going on. But it's almost like uh, kind of like a throwback style to like the 70s almost it's like twilight zone stuff right yeah and it kind of makes it um i don't know it kind of adds to the mystery i guess and then you know wandavision was also a throwback which is the you know the 50s 60s 70s 80s sitcoms so in that sense it was kind of interesting what did you think about all that i think it kind of shows you i guess how old well obviously how old the tva is i mean it's it's an organization that's been going on since i guess the start of time Right. But they have no, they even said in the show that time just flows differently there. Mm-hmm. So I guess what Loki would describe as recent times, maybe they are in the 50s or the 60s. I mean, there's no defined unit of time there. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get to learn some more about that. I'm kind of, anything that, any TV show or movie that explores time and how, um, whether it's, linear or non-linear or some other type of you know uh, I guess pattern overall time is a concept I always find very interesting to explore which I guess is kind of why I am a sucker for Christopher Nolan movies <laughs> and uh and so if I guess you know if you guys like that type of stuff Loki is a tv show for you um but yeah I'm very interested to see where they are going with um the time aspect of all of this especially you know keeping the timeline in in place the the sacred timeline as they say um so and yeah and speaking of like the aesthetic appeal of it there was the um that cartoon little explanation there of what the tva is and it was this you know another throwback style and it explained you know the role of the tva that this is a group that seems to kind of exist in this realm almost outside of time to make sure that the the sacred timeline itself is in check in order for there to not be another multi-dimensional war. And I was like, wait, 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 so you're saying there was a multi-dimensional war? What did you think of that? Baffled, honestly, because that concept or idea has never been brought up in any, like, show or movie. Yet you have a cartoon from the 60s, looks like it's from the 60s or 70s, and yet you've got a city made of technology and flying cars because... 
It's not magic. Yeah. I I don't know. I was like, so we now know that they're apparently in this world, like this universe that we have been keeping up with since 2008, there has officially been, there is, it's officially revealed that there has been a multi-dimensional war in the past. And now they're trying to like the TVA's purpose is to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And so a lot of these shows have been talking about, um, they've been hinting at the multiverse, like WandaVision hinted at it. You know, they talked about the multiverse and Dr. Strange, uh, obviously the multiverse is going to be explored in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So maybe the multiverse, especially with all these timelines and everything, is uh, going to play a major role in Loki and set up the uh, future movies in a way that the other two shows haven't done as much. You yeah, know? because I mean, now the timeline that he escaped from into 2012, the first Avengers, they don't have a Mind Stone anymore. It's with him. So there's yeah. got to be some... Uh, consequences for that happening in that specific timeline. You're talking about the Tesseract, right? Y- yeah, the Tesseract. Isn't that, isn't that the Space Stone? It's. I thought it was the Mind Stone. I could be wrong. I don't know which one. It's one of the two. Because he used it. No, crap. The Mind Stone was... Vision. Vision. That was in the Scepter. So then that would yeah, be the, the Space the, Stone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. Like yeah, which I one, too. Like which one was in the Tesseract or whatever. But like, yeah, I was pretty sure it was Space Stone. He used those interchangeably. Yeah, well, speaking of the Infinity Stones, there is a scene where, you know, Loki's trying to escape, basically, and he's threatening this guy to gut him like a fish, and the guy's like, what's, what's a fish? fish? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, lived in the TVA his whole life. There's no water or body of water, it seems like. So, um, but anyway, he opens this drawer, and we see all these different versions of the Infinity Stones. Like, there's multiple versions of each one. He's like, oh, yeah, we use those as paperweights. We've uh, yeah. got too many of them. And I'm like, okay, so what does this mean? You know how hard they found? <laughs> they, they, they worked just to find one of each? Yeah, and then and then worked extra hard to have Cap go back in time and put him back in the right place. But now, Captain America, who's dead, is has lived out his life in this, basically, an alternate timeline. So... How has he been able to get away with not being caught by the TVA? Because it seems like once somebody steps out of line of the actual sacred timeline, that the TVA is coming after you. Well, they said you can act within a range of things. And I guess since Cap, you know, they took the stones, but he also went back and returned the stones to their times. So I guess maybe they knew the intentions prior to the taking of the stones yeah i mean are you are they ever gonna is anybody ever gonna look at cap and say yeah that's a bad guy true he's, he's got horrible intentions I true think they know who everybody is and i guess they know what's supposed to happen because they clearly know like 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 they were talking about our uh loki and mobius were talking about um you know what is supposed to happen so if they know that that like the avengers going back in time to get the stones to bring everybody back and that was so that's supposed to happen then then i guess they knew that and they they weren't going to do anything about it i mean cap's timeline still so unclear to me sometimes because just the way that he lives his life like his future self and his younger self basically were in the same room nobody ever noticed when they carried up peggy to her funeral because he was still alive at the time well well i guess if he lived his life out old then his young self wouldn't have been there because he's 
change the timeline. That I just that confuses me. So I, I feel like that has to be because like he was by himself. You know, he wouldn't have. There, there was at one point where he still, where it already happened. He went back in time and lived his life with Peggy. And I feel like I feel like it's just on a constant loop from a certain point of view. I don't know if it's a loop because when he goes back in time, when he goes back in time and he lives his life out with Peggy, his young self has already lived through the events of Peggy dying. So it's like he's going back in time and going through it again instead of both of them being there. Because what you're saying, he would have had to exit the sacred timeline before Peggy died to go back in time and his young self would have to stay there on in the sacred timeline as well, which couldn't have happened because he can't duplicate himself. So listen to us talk about time. Did you see what it did for <laughs> Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> time is so confusing. Yeah. Well, um, one of the other things I found really interesting was kind of going back to what we're talking about with Loki and Loki getting to uh, do some introspection as to uh, as to who he is and things like that was the conversations he had with Mobius and Mobius played by um, Owen Wilson, I found really interesting. They were very philosophical because they were exploring the things like, you know, like with the time things are supposed to happen. So it's almost like they were talking about free will versus, uh, you know, predestination using some, you know, religious terminology there. But in that sense, that is kind of what they're talking about is whether Loki's making the choices to do the things he's doing or if this is just what he's supposed to do because this is, you know, how things are basically scripted out. So they're talking about that. They're talking about whether Loki likes to hurt people or not. Um, and, you know, they were they were just talking about all these very deep, very philosophical ideas. And I, I found that one scene where they were sitting in a room talking to be very interesting. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely Loki, I think, got a really good look at himself. But I like the the free will versus predestination talk because it's like, you, you, you're, they're sitting there running through Loki's life all the way up until he gets choked by Thanos. And it's right. like, would you be able to even see till the end of someone's life if it wasn't already predestined with the choices they make or it being scripted or if they actually have free will? And that I think just that whole scene itself was a good, you know, introspective kind of talk between the two. Yeah, and I could see some people maybe finding it to be a bit slow, but... Again, you know, this is the first episode. All TV shows need to provide some exposition as to what's going on and who everybody is. And I thought it did a really good job of, you know, kind of, you know, it picks up right where that, you know, particular scene scene in Endgame leaves off. And you, you know, kind of get to understand the purpose of the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. And then you get to learn more about, you know, who Loki is and and his mentality. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And and Mobius, you know, kind of his Cause place. They're, yeah. s- they're sitting in the room, and you don't... The TVA, obviously... I mean, he's not sitting there condemning Loki for his action. He's just trying to get an honest answer out of himself. Yeah, yeah. He's like, honesty. That like, was another... What do you, who are you? What do you like to do? I mean, pretty basic questions if you want to come down to it, but mm-hmm. I think Loki was just, you know, reluctant to admit it to himself. He knows it. He just doesn't yeah. want to say it out loud. And then he finally admits at the end that he is the the he doesn't enjoy hurting people. It's just, you know, as a weak person himself, as he was saying, um, 
hurting people is a means to, you know, being powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's how he's able to conquer. And he's basically saying he wants to be king. He wants to rule all. But um, it's almost as if it's just like a coping mechanism for being weak and maybe not fully understanding his place in because, the universe. Because Mobius just sits there and explains it to him. Like, he he is there to make other people better. He is yeah. there as an obstacle so the best from the Avengers come out. They grow stronger in order to fight him. So he's almost like a catalyst. Yeah. And he, when he was talking about that, it was like almost like Loki has no say-so in it. It was just, this is Loki's purpose, is to, you know... Get be a piece of garbage, <laughs> be a loser, get beaten, and with all of that, have other people succeed, and there's nothing he can do about it. And I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, he, well, I mean, as you go along through the timeline, there are other moments where he's not being, he's on the winning side. Right, So yeah. there's got, I mean, that's where your villain slash anti-hero comes in. So he can't. He's obviously not all bad, but he's not all good. But this yeah. timeline of Toki of Loki, I almost said Toki for a <laughs> second. This timeline of Loki. This is before he goes through all of that. So he's still this guy. Just the mischievous Loki got yeah. out of a fresh meeting with Thanos, planning to take on New York. Yeah, he's still got villainous intentions behind him. Yeah, and I think that's what I f- in- like find about the show really interesting inherently is that uh, yeah, it's about an anti-hero basically you never know if loki's good or bad and i find that gray area to be really interesting whereas instead of like i like captain america i think he's a cool character but he's not my favorite character to study because Mm -hmm. he is pretty surface level as in you know you know what he stands for you know his values it doesn't change whereas you know loki is a very complex character so i think this show has a lot to work with because of that. And I think that's to its advantage. Um, and so I, I find villains and anti-heroes to be extremely interesting. What type of characters would you say would be your favorites? Well, I mean, when it comes to anti-heroes, I mean, Deadpool and Wolverine could also be uh, considered anti-heroes at the same yeah, time. Yeah, And I'm a big Logan fan. I like him, but I mean... You always got to go for the super. There's villains that I like too. There's heroes that I like, but I think naturally I'd probably get drawn to the hero side. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there aren't anti heroes or villains that I don't like. Like I despise them. Like there's there's some on all three sides that yeah. I do enjoy watching. I guess that's probably why I'm super interested to to watch Moon Knight when it finally comes out because Moon Knight's basically an anti hero. And um, you know, I don't. I never heard about him much, but I've seen bits and pieces from the comics, and he looks like another version of Deadpool. If I'm not mistaken, no, he's not like Deadpool. He's a lot of people actually refer to him as Marvel's Batman. Marvel's Batman. Yeah, because he's kind of a brutal dude. Uh, I mean, he's a very complex character, but you know, I think that's probably why I'm super interested to to watch that show because. It's going to be of your the complexity dark side. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think Loki is going to, you know, have a lot of that there too. So uh uh where where do you see Loki going? My I'm going to try to like not theorize too much and do what I did with the Falcon and Winter Soldier just kind of go along for the ride because I really have my expectations set up way too uh crazily for um I mean, you saw what that did to us for WandaVision. 
yeah. we tried to theorize as best as we could, and it played out nowhere. Yeah. Um, coming to like theorizing the future of Loki, I really can't say with concrete detail, but the most I will say is we're gonna see more timeline jumps. We're gonna watch him probably go through different time periods to look for this villainous variance of him. Yeah. Of him, yeah. And there's gonna be an epic fight of some proportion. I know towards the end, and you said what six episodes. Uh, yeah, it sh- should be six. So there's going to be a lot going on time-wise in six episodes, but yeah. that's all I'm guessing because I don't want to put myself in a position like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to try to theorize. I just think we're going to get to learn more about Loki, more about the TVA, all the different timelines, maybe some multiverse because they have now like outwardly acknowledged it. Um, maybe some setup for other movies, but I'm not going to try to predict any of it. You know, I'm just going to enjoy the ride because I like the first episode and I don't want to ruin like, um, the finale f- for myself by getting the wrong expectations. Like I did with WandaVision, you know, now talking about theorizing though, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there some part, I think in the trailer or people talking about uh black widow, it looked like it, but I can't say for certain, but it definitely looked like that was black widow, but We'll see, we'll I see. guess. You yeah. know, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe with all the... <laughs> now you've got me theorizing. <laughs> maybe with... So the only theory I have now, because what you said, maybe with all the extra Infinity Stones they have, maybe there is something important there with the Soul Stone, and maybe Black Widow exists in this, you know, realm of, you know, something that's attached to the Soul Stone of, of a sense, but, like... um. Because it kind of looked like that in the trailer, like it was some weird dimension, realm of some sort. I don't know. So that's possible, but I'm not going to like expect that to happen, you know. But, you know, we'll see what happens with let's, all of that. Let's just enjoy the ride this time. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I really enjoyed the first episode. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of how it all plays out. I'm very interested in this world and the, uh, the, the world building they've done and... Um, I also really dug the music in it too. I really enjoyed the music for whatever reason, but um, uh, I don't have any final thoughts on uh, Loki season um, premiere. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week. Now, uh, this it's definitely got me hooked, just like Wandavision did. Yeah, and I've been needing new uh, something new to binge anyway. Yeah, because Marvel is finally you know keeping up with the projects. We're finally gonna have some releases, kind of like back like this and Black Widow back to back. Yeah. It's going to keep me busy, but yeah, I really did enjoy the first episode. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what where he goes with this TVA and see if there's any sort of redemption in this character. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm looking forward to all of that. I think the only thing that I'm not a fan of is that they decided to uh, pull Loki back from Fridays to Wednesdays now. And I'm like, well, I really like the Fridays for WandaVision Falcon Winter Soldier it's like why well, nobody nobody what? asked for hump day you know <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> you can't tell Marvel what to do yeah so go back to Friday's Marvel but obviously like Luke said I can't tell you what to do so <laughs> I have no power over Marvel <laughs> but uh but uh yeah anyway I, I really enjoyed it um uh so yeah thanks for coming on this episode today I really had had fun talking appreciate about it man i have a lot of fun talking about it too yeah man so where can people find you on social media uh just find me on instagram um name's complicated so i know he'll tag me in it yeah i'll be sure to link your information in the description of this episode once again luke thanks for joining me today on this episode i appreciate it man 
I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to tune in for more episodes as the season continues. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast on a platform you listen to podcasts so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, and once again, thank you for listening. Thank you.